the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I'm just so grateful and humbled to be with you today. It's another day. It's another day, and the beautiful thing about that is that, you know, the sun comes up new every morning, and every morning brings new challenges. But also every day and every moment brings new opportunities. So today's message is going to be on have you ever felt like a failure? And do you, do you think and are you reminded of God and what the lesson is in your failures? Because failures are necessary. They're necessary for us to appreciate the good times, but also the best learning happens when things just don't go the way we think they're going to go. And even though we don't understand everything at the moment, I don't know about you, but in my life, when I look back and I'm like, why, why, Lord, why, why, why is this happening? And why, why are you allowing this? And then later on, it becomes more clear as to what the lesson was that I needed to learn. So I just want to share a little bit of that and encourage you to understand that God has a purpose and that we don't always understand the why. And he says to come to him as children. And what do children do all the time? They're always asking why. If you've had children or if you're in the midst of children right now and you're just amazed at their persistence on the why. Why? Well, because why? 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 And that question why is just so big and i'm looking forward to the show so with that all being said we're going to get right into this so reminders from god when you feel like a failure i know i felt like a failure and i'm sure you've gone through failures too we serve a god who didn't promise success all the time but who promised us that he would always be there for us many times we get tired of feeling like we are failing we feel like we're failing in our jobs in our marriages, in our families, in our day-to-day lives. But the truth is that God didn't promise us a lifetime of success. Still, the ache of failure is painful. You feel like you've done everything wrong or like everything you are doing is not making anything better. You start to believe that you're not good enough. A good enough mom or wife or friend. Why can't I run my household with grace? Why do I feel like my work is sloppy? Why can't I just win one time? Maybe you know those questions. Maybe they echo in your head sometimes or what feels like all the time. But those things aren't true. Instead, in what feels like failure, God tells us that he can. He tells us that he is able. He tells us to trust him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Whose weakness? Our weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me and you. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then he is strong. That's 2 Corinthians twelve nine ten. What does failure mean in God's eyes? And what can we do to trust him when we feel like we've fallen short? So now I'm going to veer from this article for a minute and just give you a personal feel of what this is feeling like in my life right now. Because I think by sharing our lives with others and our struggles with others, it opens up that vulnerability to where others can share and maybe get freedom or breakthrough by listening or being able to be heard with with someone else. And you are either on one end or the other. But for me right now in my business, I feel like the business is struggling. And the reason they're struggling is that's what's not clear is that there's all these things happening and I'm not sure where everything fits. So the other morning, I, I, I've been doing this more often because I try to do it every morning. But this morning, I made a deliberate effort to spend time with the Lord. And deliberate effort with the Lord is the best time spent. You can't spend time any better than deliberate time with your Heavenly Father. So before my feet hit the ground running, <laughs> I decided to just take some time and just be in His presence. And I prayed, Lord, please guide my words, my feet, my thoughts. Help me to have clarity in the decisions that I need to make today and every day. Now, this isn't a prayer that I just have prayed once in a while. I pray this all the time. But for some reason, this prayer, for some reason, had more power in it and more strength in it. Because when you come to the point where you realize you don't have control and you come to the point where You know you're not the answer. You know that you can't fix it. In that time, I'm thankful that I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And and if you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father, this is the time where you just draw near. And in this time, you just lean on Him. And you tell Him, Lord, you have to help me with this. Please, Lord, help me with this. He doesn't have to, but you ask Him to please help you with this. Because you know that you can't fix it. Are you there right now? Is that where you are in your life? Or can you relate to this time that I'm describing right now as being a part or a time in your life? And where did you go? What did you lean on? And where are you leaning now? It's a wake-up call, maybe for some, that you know if you think that you can fix it and you realize you can't, but you know that the power is in him, then it's time, isn't it? It's time to lean on him. It's not a cliche, you know. So many times we're told that failure is a learning experience and it's something to get over. But failure isn't a cliche. Failure isn't about becoming a stronger person. It's about trusting a stronger God. Now, I believe in both of those. I'm I'm reading off of an article here. But I do become stronger. But I become stronger knowing that he is with me. And so it, it takes on both. The honest truth is we can't do it all. Isn't that the truth? We can't, can we? We can't do it all. We can't do it on our own. Some nights, pizza will be ordered for dinner. The house will be a wreck. Work will suffer. Being a Christian doesn't mean we get perfection. What we get is a chance to know God better. 
And through failure, we learn that we can only do it through God's power and mercy. Let's stop treating failure like it's something to get over, like something we can conquer, and instead see it as a way to know God better. God is in the smallest of details. How do we survive a wild workday and then manage to put three kids to bed? God. How do we finish a tough project that seemed impossible? God. How do we make it to the end of the day? God. If you feel like you're failing, embrace it. Don't let go of it. Don't try to will it away on your own. Instead, let's seek God in failure and rely on his strength to pull us through each day. God wants us to rely on him. We are weak and broken and we fail. And that's why we need God. Now, some people will say, I'm not weak. I'm not broken. But we, were, we are all made in his image. And we are all have times when we're weak. And there are times when we feel broken. And I know those of you that are really going to be real with themselves are going to agree that this is true. When those around us wonder how we do it, it's not because we learned from our mistakes or became stronger in failure. It's because we serve a powerful God who saves us every single day. With that, I'm just going to say for me personally is that I have to make a choice, and that choice comes from me. I have to make a choice to rely and depend on my Heavenly Father. And yes, I can try to take the wheel. I can try to do it. And believe me, sometimes I do. Sometimes I think I got this one. And then I realize after trials and tribulations that I thought I had it, but really I didn't because I didn't even know what I was dealing with. I didn't know the true issue. So the discernment of the Holy Spirit helps me decipher and helps me deliver when I'm feeling like I can't deliver. So get back up. Famous three words for me is get back up. Personally, again, those of you that have been with me any length of time know that I had a really bad horse accident that shattered my leg. Yes, it's only my leg, but it is my leg, and my leg is very important to me because of all the things I do. And that was in 2011. And the doctor told me at the time, I'm not sure what's going to happen. You might have a club foot. You might not ever walk again. I don't know if you'll ever dance again which is huge for me. And here I am. He says that that hardware would last about five years, and then we'd have to come in, and and I'd probably get an artificial knee at that time. Well, ever since uh, about, I don't know, a month ago, I danced really hard, and I put a lot of pressure on that leg, and now it's hurting, and it hasn't stopped hurting with Tylenol, Advil, whatever I take. It still hurts, and I'm limping. And people notice the limp. And I'm just not the same. I can't wear heels. It's just different. So I went to my surgeon, who I trust, and uh, I said, um, I'm hurting. And he says, you know what? You're still too young for an artificial knee. You've got too many years left on you. You're just too ambitious and too athletic to go that route at the moment. So why don't we try going in and getting the hardware out? So that's a metal plate and 10 pins. Now, those pins are holes in my bones which means that that has to heal and our body is an amazing body and that within six months, those holes in my bones will fill up with new bone, which is amazing. Thank you, God. And the plate is going to leave because my bone is healed, but it's been used to having that plate there. So there's going to be adjustment in my leg and it's going to take some time to heal. So I'm going to be off my leg for a while, which is very difficult for me to be not able to move. 
uh, I really enjoy moving. So with that being said, I kept saying, get back up again, get back up again, and my leg's getting better every day. And that's what got me through before, and that's exactly where I'm going to go again, is I'm going to get back up again, and I'm going to get better every day. And those are the things that we have to tell ourselves in order for to get the strength to get back up again. So in this context of get back up, secondly, failure means get back up. It means keep going even when it hurts. There's grace in getting back up. Being a wife a mom, a friend, or daughter, or worker is hard. It's a monumental task to do what most of us do each day. Know that in whatever it is that you do, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or corporate executive or marketing intern, that your work is hard. Acknowledge that because God does. Acknowledge it. Give yourself credit for whatever you are, wherever you are. If you're tuning in right now, I just really appreciate that. And you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. Please do it right now. If you can, go there right now and connect with me. Because uh, I would love to have a conversation with you, whether it's from via email or a phone call. I would like to talk with you. And I don't have all the answers, but I do have resources. And so if there's any way I could help, I would love to do that. So, God has called us to push through hard things, but not on our own. Remember that, not on our own. It is by His power that we are able to do so. We will fail. It's just, we will fail. We will fall, but we do not give up. Persistence, we need to stay persistent. Following God is about getting back up over and over It's about seeking God so desperately that we can't stay down. If you feel like you've fallen over in failure, don't stay there. By God's mercy and grace, find the strength to get back up. God's word. Failure means we need to learn from God. We are not saviors. We need to be humble. We need to stay teachable. We need to seek God constantly. Did you hear that? Did you hear that right there? We need to stay humble. We need to be teachable. And we need to seek God constantly. I need to hear that. How about you? I need to be reminded of that all the time. The humble part, not so much because I just know that I could not do and be and, and be where I need to be if it wasn't for the, my Heavenly Father. I know that. Teachable, I want to learn all the time. I believe I am teachable. And it doesn't matter who you are. I believe you have something to give and you have something to teach me. And it doesn't matter who you are and what you do, you have a lesson that I can learn from. And I think all of us need to be thinking like that because I think it's important. In God's word, we find that his teachings are a way to find comfort in what feels like our failure. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that song. Oh, just those words right there. I just love that song. We can't forget that we need God's word to light our ways, especially in the darkness. To failure. By reading and spending time in God's word, we will find an understanding of God's majesty and love. He cares about us deeply, and he wants to help us and to shield us. When we face times of failure, we can't trust in that. Instead of getting bogged down by our self-doubt and feelings of failure, we can clear away the fog and dust and see that God is bigger than pizza dinners. A biblical foundation will give us a knowledge to see that we aren't failing our families and friends. 
Mr. Spurgeon once said, bread is a second cause. The Lord himself is the first source of our sustenance. He can work without the second cause as well as with it, and we must not tie him down to one mode of operation. Let us not be too eager after the visible, but let us look to the invisible God. Even more than food, that's how much we need God's word. We need God's word more than we need food. And we need food to survive, don't we? Yes. Our prayer to conclude, let's pray that we see failure as a way to come closer to God and that we don't allow failure to define us. I know that's a very strong message to some of us right now, and I don't want to just like slide right over that and not give it any more power because our failure doesn't define us. I know my failures and I have failures. I have choices that I've made and I have failures in my life. But I need to not let it define me. Why? Because those things can help other people. And I know with God's grace that I'm forgiven. And I want you to understand and take that in that by God's grace, you are forgiven too. He asks you to ask him for that forgiveness. Why? For his good? No. For your good. Because you need to accept that grace And you need to accept his forgiveness that you are worthy to receive it and you are worthy to receive it. So don't let failure define you. And some of you need to just stop right there and think about it. And maybe you need to get a piece of paper out and you need to write down the failures that you've had in your life and the things that you're still letting bother you. I know me, I I need to do this because there's things that happen and you need to just be released from it. And we sometimes are the ones that hold us. Because we hold on to things that we need to let go of. That song, let it go, let it go, that song. We need to do that. Let us find strength in God's power and stop relying on our own power. How many of you are relying on your own power? And how many of you just need to let go and stop relying on that and rely on God? We serve a God who didn't promise success all the time, but who promised us that he would always be there for us in our feelings of failure God is stronger. Let us trust in that. So there's mothers out there, brand new mothers that are sitting there going, oh my gosh, you know, I never was taught this. I don't know what to do. There's new wives that didn't have good role models to, to, you know, move into this new life of being a wife. And what is it supposed to be? And how am I supposed to act? And, you know, how does this all work? And in the Bible, it talks about this on how to be these people. But if you haven't had it uh, role modeled, it's very difficult sometimes. And we end up, you know, maybe falling into things that we're comfortable with or that we are familiar with that might not be the healthiest for those that we're um, responsible for. So the way you can get out of that is to recognize those things and to change your thought process or belief system to move those things out of your standard and put new things in its place and understand the value of doing that. Now, some of you understand what I'm saying right now, and some of you have not done this type of work to know what I'm talking about. But we have to look at what we do each day and why we do it. And it's it can be exhausting at times, but we just need to be aware. Be aware of how we're responding. Be aware of the words we choose to use. I have been with moms in stores. Have you ever seen this where moms are in the line and they're making comments to their kids that totally are not appropriate? You know, calling them a brat, 
or call you know saying that their they their rooms are like pigsties and you're not speaking what you want you're speaking what you're thinking it is and what we're supposed to do is is speak words of encouragement and edification over our children for instance my daughter i always called her an angel and later on in life she goes mom i'm really upset with you right now and i said why and she goes because you always said you that i was your angel and i really thought i was an angel and i'm like oh my goodness that is i thought it was funny but she didn't think it was so funny because she was living up to this angel you know responsibility and she is my little angel and uh she's married now but i just think that's kind of a funny little story and wouldn't you rather your child think they're an angel than a pig I, I think I would. What do you, What about you? So let's think, moms, about what we're saying over our children and speaking into our children. Think about when they're adults. What type of adult do you want to raise? What do you want them to be like? What characters do you want them to have? What are What are their values? And those are the things that you need to build from very early on. And when you do this, your teenage years won't be so tough. They won't be so tough. So let's let's make our lives as mothers. Uh, easier from the very beginning and this is how you do it having healthy boundaries you know i used to tell my my kids right before they made teenage and teenage years this is just a helpful hint for some people right now well some part of my story today uh but i i used to tell them that you will have a long leash until you've given them a reason to pull the leash back and and they're not dogs and i get that but for curfews, you could just use that as an example. If, if your child calls you and follows the rules of letting you know that they're going to run five minutes late or they show up right on time, then they can keep their curfew at that time. But if you have a child that is not making their curfew, let's say it's 10 o'clock, then all of a sudden it's 9 o'clock. And if they can't make 9 o'clock, then it's going to go to 8 o'clock. If they can't make bedtime, then you're going to make the bedtime earlier. So if they can't get their homework done, then something else has to leave so that they have room for homework. It's just simple consequences for actions. You need to decide what you're willing to tolerate, and you will get what you tolerate. And that's for business. That's for home life. That's anywhere in your marriage, with your children, in discipline. You get what you tolerate. I've had to learn that. I mean, that's been a lesson for the last year and a half um, in my workplace is that, you know, I was frustrated, but I was realizing that I'm getting what I'm tolerating. And if I don't change that and put the line and be hard have a hard line in the sand i'm going to continue getting what i'm not liking so that goes for parenting it goes for managing it goes for any aspect of your life healthy boundaries is really important you need to decide what your healthy boundaries are and then you need to let other people know where that line is and you have to stick to it because if you don't then they're going to push it because people naturally will push a boundary they'll push the line as far as they can doesn't that make sense it does it totally does so I don't know who needed to hear that, but I thought it was good. I hope you liked it. So don't let your failures define you. I, I, I really, really, really want you to understand what that means, is that if you've had a divorce in your family, um, I'm trying to think of other things, if financially you haven't been where you wanted to be financially, okay, that was then, this is now. You learn from that and you move forward. Don't let that failure define your future. That was then. This is now. So live in the present. Plan for the future. And that will help you in your life. And I hope this has been very good for you for the first half of the Sue Free Show. And I just want to say thank you to the San Diegans, the Venturians, and all the way up Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, Orange Countyans, if that's how they say it. Uh, I grew up there, and I don't know. And uh, L.A. 
So thank you so much for the first half of the Sue Free Show. And stay tuned for part two of the Sue Free Show. God bless. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. Termite Services. And Sue, E. is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh! E. will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about Ecola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring the show. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you, like, soon. So contact me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And let's talk about your future in your business. Let's talk about other ways you can get new clients, people that are going to be close to where you are so that you're not wasting money and time uh, getting customers that you can't service because they're not near you. Okay, I can help you with that. I can help you. And if you're in San Diego and you just want to advertise as San Diegans, we can do that because we have the show there on KPRZ. And then we have the show at KDR The Word in Ventura, Oxnard area, uh, Santa Barbara area. And then we have San Luis Obispo and Santa Maria on a secular station up there. I can help you with that. And then we've got, of course, KKLA, uh, which is for L.A., Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside. And then some. So, you know, if you want to talk, I want to talk to you because I'd like to pay it forward. I would like to help you because there's been people in my life that have helped me to understand advertising better. And after we get, you know, past the the beginning stages of this, which is very uh, cost efficient for you, I guarantee you it's uh, very reasonable. Then uh, when you see that it's a success, it's going to be easier for you to move forward and do more. So I'm just giving that all to you now so that you can... uh, you know, contact me, please contact me. All right. So five reasons to take strong courage today. This is from senior pastor in Sovereign Grace Church of Indiana, Pennsylvania. There are times in life when we need someone to say to us, take courage. 
or take heart. Like the time I was about to rappel backwards over a cliff. Oh, my goodness. I looked down, and it was a long, long way, and I'd never done this before. My friend, who had secured my rope to a tree, assured me, just push off backwards. You'll be okay. You're tied to a tree. I could never do this. This is not me. This is someone else. This is the senior pastor over here. When we are discouraged, we need to hear someone say, take courage. Maybe you are facing an overwhelming situation. Maybe you are recently been laid off or face an uncertain future. Perhaps you are facing a serious health challenge. Maybe you're not facing a life and death situation, but you're facing several crazy kids who have the gift of frazzling. But at one time or another, we all need to hear God say, take courage. Here are a few reasons we can, because God himself is with us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is with you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9. There's a scripture that you could put somewhere and read it daily, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. There's another one, Deuteronomy 31.6. We can take courage because we aren't facing our challenges alone. Did you hear that? God, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful one, is right here with us. He's not far off and uninvolved. When we don't know what to do, he does. He's never tired, never weary, never takes a break. And I like to say he never sleeps because we can pray to him all the time and he never sleeps. And I love that. Because God has a plan for us, he has a plan for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe he has a plan for you? I believe it wholeheartedly that he has a plan for you and for me. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to disappoint him. I want to live out his purpose, why he created me. I want to live that out. I don't know what it is. If, if, if somebody a long time ago would have said I was going to be on the radio for, I don't know, almost 10 years now, I would have been very surprised that that would be the path that the Lord would choose for me. And if somebody would have said, you're going to be an author, I would have been surprised with that too. I, I really would have been. I'm on book three now, and I'm excited. I'm in the middle of, of writing, not middle, I'm in the beginning stages. I should really be, that. I'm in the beginning stages. I think I'm in the middle, but I'm really not. Beginning stages of book three. It's going to be the best book ever. I know that totally from the Lord. It's exciting. Anyway, so God has a plan for you, for me, for us. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. God has a plan for each one of his children. Are you one of his children? Yes, you are. And he will fulfill that plan. We don't have to fulfill some destiny for ourselves. God is accomplishing his work through us, and he never fails to complete his plans. He never fails, but we could fail in being the one that fulfills that plan. But that's our choice, isn't it? So how about you? Where are you going to place your, your life and your heart and your choices? You need to make that choice for yourself. Are you going to follow him and you're going to do his will? Or do you think your way is better? I can tell you the answer to that right now just because of what I've been through. But sometimes we just have to be um, tough and think we've got it, and we can do it on our own. But I can tell you it's much easier and better 
if we follow what Lord, the Lord's will for our lives is. Please contact me. There's somebody right now that I'm that's nudging. You know, it's not me. It's the Lord through me. But you're being nudged right now. Please contact me. I really want to hear from you. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. Please connect with me. I would really appreciate that. And for those of you that uh, participated in the lunch with Susie, um, I just thank you so much. And if you missed it, that's okay. There's going to be more. And I can't wait to meet you. So because Jesus has overcome the world, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Take heart. I have overcome the world. The Lord has overcome the world. Jesus said we will have tribulation in this world. We shouldn't be surprised by it. If we look at this world only, we will lose heart. But we can take heart and take courage, for Jesus is greater than the world, and he has already overcome it. Nothing in this world can defeat our mighty conqueror, and he has overcome the world for us, for those he redeemed. Have you received the Lord as your personal Savior? Have you? What are you waiting for if you have not? What are you waiting for? We don't have any promises. There is no promise that we have tomorrow. There is no guarantee that you will have tomorrow. I have people in my life that I, I did not realize that the last time I saw them or the last time I danced with them or the last time I spoke with them was going to be the last time I danced with them, saw them, spoke with them. And would we be different if we knew that? Would we have done anything, said anything differently if we knew that this was going to be the last time we were going to see that person? So why don't we just think like that a little more? Why don't we think that this could be the last time that you see this person? And what would you say? What would you do differently if it was? Would you hang up and just say, hey, bye? Or would you say, you know what? I really love you and I appreciate you. And how would you feel if it was the last time and you didn't say that or you did say that? What would be the difference in the feeling you have when you, get to, when you discover that person's no longer here to say that too? It's huge, isn't it? It's so huge. And as we get older, I can remember my mother saying, you know what the, the worst thing about getting old is? And I said, no, Mom, what? She says, well, it's eyesight, hearing, all of those things. But the worst thing is seeing your friends go, to, to, be, to be here after your friends are gone. It's so difficult. But you know what? I have a lot of friends that are very young, a lot younger than me, that are gone. So, you know, age isn't the only way people leave you. So shouldn't we take heart in that and courage in that and, and speak what's on our hearts whenever we see somebody? I'm, I'm listening to me right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this. Because we do need to appreciate and verbalize our appreciation when we're with somebody and what they mean to us. There's people that have changed my life. And if I don't let them know that, how sad for me to live with that, that I haven't said, you know, what you did really changed my life. What you did affected me so wonderfully that it changed the way I was thinking. And I really appreciate you doing that and having the strength and the courage to speak up to me. Because you can find friends that will tell you what you want to hear, but your true friends are the ones who are going to tell you what you need to hear. I want to be a true friend to you right now and tell you what you need to hear. So what you need to hear is you need to take courage and take heart 
and realize that you were created in God's image and that he has a plan for your life. And that if you failed, it's okay. Get back up again. Get back up again. Because you have a job to do. You have a purpose on this earth. Find that passion. Find that fire. And aim towards that. And you will be so fulfilled in your life knowing that. And moms out there, I just want to tell you, you have the biggest, most important job of all is being a mom to your children and and growing them up in the way they shall go. Train them up in the way they shall go so they won't part from it. And they might part for a while, but if you've ingrained in them the heart and the love of God, they will come back. So don't lose heart in that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Because nothing can separate us from God's love. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Romans 8, 35. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 38, 39. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And maybe you need to memorize that one. That's really good. No matter what we are going through, we can be assured that it hasn't separated us from Christ's love. Did you need that? Did that, did that touch you? It did me. No matter what we are going through, we can be assured that it hasn't separated us from Christ's love. And if he loves us, we can take heart that he will protect us, provide for us, guide us, and help us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Nothing in all creation can separate us from his love. Whether we lose our jobs or our homes or our health or even our minds, Jesus will hold us in his love and never let us go. So take courage. You know, I have a girlfriend right now, Lisa. She's probably not listening. Maybe she is. And she's been such a wonderful friend to me. And she left her job, you know, in the city to move up to uh, Northern California where her mother lives. And she did that because her mother wasn't doing well. And she felt an obligation to take care of her mother. She had a sister who, who died of an overdose. And so she's the one sibling left, the daughter, that is responsible to take care of mom. And she has pretty much sacrificed her life to take care of her mother. I also have a sister-in-law who's devoted to my mother-in-law who takes care of our mom. You know, she has a job, but her life is pretty much surrounded by taking care of mom. And I know mom appreciates it, but it's still hard. It's a hard road. I haven't had to do that because my parents both died at a young age. I don't know what's worse, you know, to have those extra years. I would think that would be better than losing your parents at a young age. You know, I miss my parents so much. But it is tough. It is tough because you love your parents and you want to do everything you can to take care of your parents. It's just a hard road. And as time goes on and health, you know, kind of depletes and things start happening and, and, you know, the parents just, I don't know, they're just, it's just, it's so difficult to see the whole thing happen. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you so much for you tuning in it's no coincidence that you're with us right now on the sue free show and if it's your first time thank you for joining in and god has a purpose and a reason for you to you know to find this on the stations and thank you for that and i'd love to hear from you sue free spelled like fries one word.com thank you so much so nothing in all creation can separate us from his love 
So you understand that, right? Nothing can separate you from his love. Because God himself will strengthen us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God himself will strengthen us? Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. I think you should write that one down. I think you should write it somewhere and put it somewhere. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How many need that right now? Do you need to be strengthened? Do you need to be helped? Do you need to be upheld? What do you need right now? We don't have to somehow summon up strength from within ourselves if you don't think you have the strength to make it through. Well, you're absolutely right. You don't. We don't have the strength to part the Red Sea or be cheerful in the midst of kids melting down, but God does, and he will pour his strength into us. How many of you have had children melt down in the store in front of all these people that are looking down at you thinking you're a terrible parent? Uh-huh, I've been there. I know what that's like. Whew, that's tough. When you look down from the edge of the cliff, it looks like a long, long fall. Take courage. You're tied to an almighty a movable tree. Don't worry if you'll have enough courage for tomorrow. God will give you all the strength you need for today. And he's got bags and bags of grace stored up for tomorrow. A whole warehouse of grace stored up for the future. I hope this has been encouraging. I hope it's been transforming, which is the best of all. I really, really feel strongly that so many of us are feeling this pressure and uh, like beating ourselves up over things. And, you know, we can't, we can't really go back and change what has happened. You can't go back. All you can do is learn from it, get your strength from your Heavenly Father, get the courage and get the discernment to know what to do now and move forward in His will for your life. And forgive yourself. Forgive those that have trespassed against you so that you can move forward in what He has for you now to f- experience His joy The true joy, not the happy, happy, happy. It's fleeting. But the true joy, the inner joy that comes from within. And it comes from a grateful heart. And you can't get this grateful heart without forgiving and letting it go. And I'm telling myself this right now because there's things in my life that my sister just this last weekend, she said, I need you to focus on this right now, and I need you to get that healing. Whatever you need to do to get the healing on this, you need to do this so you can press forward. And all the answers you need, Sue, are right here. They're right here. And she gave me the biggest hug. And I just love my sister so much because we help each other out. We encourage each other. And I think we're each other's support structure. And I just, I'm so thankful for her. She drove an hour and a half to come to me to deliver some umbrellas for the ministry house, which was really wonderful. And then she ministered to me. And it was such a precious time where we just had with a cup of coffee at the table. And it was so special. And you know what? I look forward to those times because they're they're really wonderful times that we have. So <clears throat> I'm going to read from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence. Self-pity is a slimy bottomless pit. Once you fall in, you tend to go deeper and deeper into the mire. As you slide down those slippery walls, 
you are well on your way to depression, and the darkness is profound. Your only hope is to look up and see the light of my presence shining down on you. Though the light looks dim from your perspective, deep in the pit, those rays of hope can reach you at any depth. While you focus on me and trust, you rise ever so slowly out of the abyss of despair. Finally, you can reach up and grasp my hand. I will pull you out into the light again. I will gently cleanse you, washing off the clinging mire. I will cover you with my righteousness and walk with you down the path of life. This is today's message. Isn't that so amazing and appropriate for today? He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. That's Psalm 40, 2 and 3. Psalm 42, why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. We need his help. We need his presence, don't we? The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Psalm 147.11 Do you delight in the Lord? Do you fear him? And do you put your hope in him? If you're not doing that, then maybe that's a decision you need to make today. Maybe that's what you need to do. If you are doing that, press in. Press in and really just get strong in your belief and lean on him. Spend time with him. Be in his presence. It's a quiet time. It's a really quiet time, and it's a time like no other. You can just feel his presence. And it's different for people. You know, I talk to people about, well, you know, how do you know when you're in the presence of the Lord? How does that feel? What is it? You know, what it, you know people ask me that, and it's like it's hard to explain but there's this peace that comes over you, and you just know he's there with you. It's a peace. Some people feel a warmth. Everybody has a different experience because, you know, we, we experience life different, don't we? It's just based on where we are. But when you feel like you're totally in alignment with what he wants, and you can hear him, even if it's not audible, but just in your head, it really is a most, the most amazing times. And I can't say that I am always there because I'm not always there. He says, pray without ceasing. But I'm not always feeling his presence. And sometimes I'll say, where are you right now, Lord? I really don't feel you right now. So where are you right now? It's kind of like that poem that you see where there's one set of footprints in the sand. And, you know, the person saying, where are you? And he goes, I was carrying you. That's why there's only one set of footprints. And it was his footprints, not yours or somebody else's. He's carrying you. And it could be that's where you are right now. He knows. I don't. But I do know this, that we will always, we will be experiencing failures in our lives, and it's how we deal with whatever comes our way as to the outcome. Like anything, you know, those that study for a test, they probably will do better than somebody that doesn't study. It's time in. It's how much time do you apply? How much time do you put in for dancing? Time on the floor. How much time are you putting on the floor to get better at your dancing? Horseback riding, how much time in the saddle. You know, everything we do in life, I, I, I'm looking a, across the way here, and I'm, I'm saying, how much time is she on the soundboard? And, you know, is she learning everything she can learn? And as a young mother, how much time are we spending reading, talking to other mothers that we like how their kids turned out? 
You know, if you want to know how to do something, you go to those that are already doing it and doing it the way you think it should be done. And you, you lean on those people and you surround yourself with people that are doing things that you want to accomplish and you will learn from them indirectly and directly. You can ask direct questions or you can just watch and, and the actions speak louder sometimes than words, don't they? So I want to invite you to go to the Sue Freeze site. And on the Sue Freeze site, there is a button, a tile that you can push. And Sue Freeze, spelled like fries. Don't go to freeze like F-R-E-E-Z-E. Go to fries, like French fries. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there, and I want you to check out the website because there's a lot of information there. And the one thing I want you to see is the IMs because you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean exactly? What is that? And it's speaking words that the Lord would speak over your life versus what people will say about you or what you're saying to yourself. You know, we have this self-talk going on all the time. You realize that, right? You have this little voice in your head saying that you can't or you won't or you'll never measure up or whatever the words are. But you could always say, I am worthy to receive his love. I am worthy to receive his forgiveness. I am worthy. And you can also say, and this is part of the I ams, is I am victorious. I am victorious. And it's wonderful to tell yourself, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So do yourself a favor and go there and check it out. It's free. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.